Russia is the third largest uh, oil uh, supplier on the planet. Uh, it, its actions in invading the Ukraine directly resulted in pushing up oil prices around the globe. Uh, from previous videos, uh, the folks might remember that we talked uh, about the Chicago Board of Exchange and uh, futures contracts, you know, essentially what Wall Street does to uh, uh, push up the prices of commodities. Uh, that's part of the oil price story, speculation in the commodities. But the other side, the other part of that, that uh, increase in oil price is, of course, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So since they are the third uh, largest global producer of, of crude oil, anything that disturbs or is perceived to disturb that oil flow will result in higher oil prices. So when Russia was building up its military uh, in preparation of invading the Ukraine, uh, most folks on Wall Street and in the commodities market, including myself, uh, thought this is a cynical ploy to push up oil prices because it was obviously going to happen and it was obviously going to be painful if in fact uh, he, he invaded the Ukraine. And uh, so there was a little bit of skepticism at that point in time whether he was really going to do it and that maybe it was just a show of, uh, of bravado to push up the oil prices. Well, we know the history. We know what happened. He didn't, in fact, invade. The oil prices did go up. And crazily enough, uh, Putin and his uh, senior elites in Moscow uh, thought that the world was just going to look the other way and we weren't going to do anything about it. <clears throat> so, so that's one, that's one issue that, that uh, just needs to be recognized as to what happened and uh, what the likely motives were. But now we fast forward to today, uh, we discover that Putin and his elite uh, have uh, more at stake than just a higher oil price. Now that we realize that they are dreaming of reconstituting something similar to the, to the defunct uh, Soviet Union. <clears throat> a lot of reports have come through the media. Of course, some things are going to be accurate, some things are not going to be accurate. But folks that are, have been close to Putin from the West tell us uh, that there's every uh, indication that he has some type of mental disability. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, talk out there in the, in the uh, medical community that he may in fact have leukemia and he's suffering you know, from, 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 that, from cancer essentially. And then of course, uh, we, we know from their actions that they're trying to uh, uh, take over neighboring states and to try to bolster up uh, the glory days of, of the previous Soviet Union. So, so as crazy as that sounds in 2022, we see that today as being the actual motive of, of Russia. So, so as crazy as that sounds, uh, this is in fact what the intelligence communities around Washington DC and, and around the Western world have essentially surmised. And it's almost a Hollywood movie because if you think about this in realistic terms, uh, you know, if, if America wanted Newfoundland, okay, America would not invade Canada. We would call up the Canadian president and we'd say, look, you know, we need a piece of Newfoundland for let's just call it a military base. Can we make a deal? And the Canadians will be like, absolutely. Here's our price. Let us help you out. You know, and in the case of Russia and the Ukraine, if Russia really wanted access to the, to the Black Sea, 
there is no reason in the world with all of those petrodollars that they that they they could have called up the uh, Ukrainian president and said, "Look, we need to build a road directly from Moscow to the Black Sea, and we, we will pay you and we'll do the work if you'll give us that access." And the Ukrainians, of course, would have said, "Well, absolutely, we'll take the money. You know, we'll, of course, everybody can use the road, but we'll, we'll but you know, we'll, we'll make it a positive capitalistic venture." But as we know, that didn't happen. Okay, I mean, so so the. So this whole idea that Russia is going to revive the glory days of the Soviet Union is, is so beyond the realm of possibility that it, it's almost comical in the Hollywood sense. But, but in fact, this is what they're trying to do. So, so now we have to go to the next step. So we, we've kind of done the backstory. We've kind of done some of the direct uh, impacts of the Russian invasion. So, so the next question is, okay, we now have a highly dangerous, ruthless, uh, leadership group in Moscow that can cause lots of havoc around the world. So how in the world do we deal with Russia? Well, you will, you will notice as, 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 as the public gets to know me during the campaign, uh, I give credit where credit is due and I will also criticize when things can be done better. You know, it's like being an umpire. You know, I call it the way I see it. Now, in, in the case of America's response with, with uh, the, the Ukraine, if I had already been elected to the White House, then I would have done exactly what President Biden is doing right now. The smartest move that we can make is, is this series of events. Number one, we have to understand that Russia is bluffing when it comes to the use of nuclear weapons. I mean, very quickly we can, we can, uh, we can dispose of this idea. The issue of mutually assured destruction will always be alive and well in the world of nuclear weapons. The United States is in possession of enough nuclear weapons to destroy the planet at least 10 or 15 times over. In a matter of 30 minutes to an hour, we could easily eliminate 99.99% of all living human beings in Russia with a full-fledged nuclear strike. We've got nuclear missiles in submarines. We have them on boats. We have them land-based. We can send them over the North Pole. We can send them from the Western Pacific. We can send them from the Atlantic. I mean, and Russia knows this. Russia knows that America's nuke capability is second to none. And despite what they like to say and threaten in the news, uh, Putin and his generals know that if, if they go down that road, it is a road they never turn back from. So, so understanding that, uh, you know, we, we should never worry about the, the nuclear ramifications of what Russia may or may not threaten because it's BS. And, and America has prepared for that since 1945. However, uh, what President Biden is doing, and like I say, I totally support, is we have to fight a war of attrition. Uh, Russia is its own worst enemy. So in, in the world of warfare, you want to encourage your enemy when they are doing a good job hurting themselves. And at this point in time, uh, uh, the U.S. and NATO and other countries has supplied uh, the Ukraine with something in the order of 10, 12 billion, maybe as much as 15 billion dollars worth of military equipment. And this will continue uh, until the end of uh, Russia's uh, a disastrous uh, decision to, to, to fight a war with the Ukraine. That's never going to stop. 
And if, if, if that war is still going on when the Quigley administration gets to office, we will not only continue that policy, but we will ramp up that policy, you know, probably in the order of five or ten times. Uh, because we can't let Russia revert to that Soviet empire. So essentially what Biden is doing is he is he's supplying the Ukrainians, uh, the Western allies are supplying the Ukrainians with everything from intelligence to weapons to, to medical supplies to food and all the rest of it. And it's essentially uh, uh, enabling a war of attrition. So the longer the Russians fight, the worse they lose. So as we're talking right now, Russia has probably lost somewhere around 18% of its military equipment. It's, it's lost uh, probably around 15% of its uh, military personnel. And really, this is just the beginning. I, I don't think the Russians understand uh, the Western resolve and the Western ability to continue to supply the Ukraine. I mean, this thing could go on for the next 20 years, for example, and this would not be a problem for the Western world. But Russia will, will not survive that, that length of time. They have food problems. Uh, they have uh, 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 weapon problems. They're trying to get everything they can from China. China has been somewhat of a supplier uh, to Russia. But China understands that if it, if it uh, goes uh, uh, full throttle, that it's, it's going to lose uh, trade relations with the United States. So, so Russia is, 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 on a daily basis, painting itself deeper and harder into a corner. So the end game at, at this point in time is going to be uh, either internally Putin is removed or uh, essentially they're going to wind up uh, a, a, a state with, with not much of a military to speak of. Uh, so, so America is on the right course right now. We, we are doing the right thing uh, in our support with, uh, with uh, the Ukraine.